podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? That uh, that voice is, is two weeks late uh, from our, what should have been our Halloween introduction. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, I think and, I probably and, I probably went with like an NPR voice for the for the Halloween special. Yeah, yeah, which may, which makes no sense. But yeah, you sounded like um, like Wolfman. Uh, yeah, sort of, bit. sort of like a, a, a sort of. A, I don't want to say dumbed down. That's not the right word. I, I, again, guys, we record this on Tuesdays and I'm just so tired. Not only that, Denny, but my daughter, Avery, has not been sleeping well. Like no. she, she's hit some sort of regression or something. It has been the most tilting and frustrating. It's, it is officially harder when a kid who's not an infant can't sleep. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're, she is so stubborn. It's insane. It's just It's insane. Yeah, there there are like stages of, of sleep regression that yeah. kids go through as I, as you're as you're figuring out here, and it, it but it's so hard because you know they go they go a long stretch where everything's fine. You yeah. know, for, they go they go nine months sometimes. You know, where everything is okay, and then this regression hits, and and suddenly you're like, wait, I have an in, an, an infant again. You know, uh, yeah. Um, I can actually relate a little bit because uh, I, I guess we should I should talk about it with the, the larger audience here. Uh, we got a dog. Oh yeah. I saw that. We didn't even talk about that. You have a dog. That's like a Henry dog. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little dog. It's, it's called a cotton C O T O N. And yeah, so I, I've rebranded as a dog guy, but I'm not so much a dog guy right now because you see, um, the dog has kept me up two nights in a row. Yeah. They'll, you, you, are you like crate training it and stuff and it's just yes, barking yes. And, and yipping all night long? Also, yeah, yes, right. The the whining. Oh my God, JJ, yeah. the whining. And also, uh, since when did the libs start calling start calling cages crates? You know, you're right. You're right. I I have always said crate or sorry cage. Uh, and then I I'll randomly say crate. I, don't, I is it PC to say crate? Probably. Um, I think maybe. Well, so Amanda's my wife's family has always called them a box. So we always say, Henry, get in your box. And then he'll run upstairs and get in his box. Uh, so it's been a box for us, but I can't say box on this show because people are going to be like, what the hell are you saying right now? Right. Okay. So so maybe you're right because a cage has, has a carceral. Maybe. I, I mean, I have no, no idea. I, no. I don't. I personally don't think that there's that big of an issue with cage, but maybe there is. Uh, and, and that's fine. I, I don't really care. I, yeah. I would say, though, that uh, crate... Crate and cage are the two words that I think people would understand. If I were to say box, they would not understand. But Denny, the yeah. the 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 young puppy uh, situation is very very difficult to deal with. It, it is it is not fun when you have a, a does he does he pee everywhere too? It's a he, right? Um, it, it is it is a boy. I mean, all dogs are boys and all cats are girls. So gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Understood. What did, what did you guys name him? Uh, Ziggy for that's David cute. Bowie's character. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. So you're dealing you're dealing with not a lot of sleep. I my my thing with Avery right now is she she is so fine to go up to bed and she'll be like Avery not going to cry, Avery not going to cry, and she gets in bed and immediately when we close that door she starts crying and she uh-huh. and she says that she doesn't want to sleep and she'll get out mm-hmm. of her little her little uh, her her big girl bed if you will. And she'll, mm-hmm. she'll go up to the door and she'll just sit by the door and she'll cry and cry and cry. And our thing that we finally realized last night is that if she gets out of bed, we have the monitor. So I'm saying I'm yelling up to Amanda. She's out again and it's happening. And then and then Amanda <laughs> walks into her room. She walks into her room and she just goes, Avery, get back in bed. And then Avery gets back in bed and then she closed the door again. And then the whole that cycle happens. I'm not kidding you, Denny. We did that last night for a half hour. It probably happened 15 to 20 times until Uh finally she just sat in bed and slept. But what I've found, and I think other parents would would probably agree, is that what you need is a plan 
and you need you and your significant other needs to to be on the same page. Yes. And if you can execute that plan, I think that there are a lot of ways to solve this stuff. You just need something that's very consistent. And we finally found something that we think is consistent and things are, you know, her nap today was a little bit better and all that, but mm-hmm. I am freaking exhausted. Just I I it's exhausting. I yeah, I feel you. It, it is it is really it just it just saps you. Like, oh yeah, um, oh yeah. I mean, not not and, sleeping between two to five last night, basically. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, it's it's rough. It's very rough. It was rough. Well, we're gonna soldier on today, and I wanted to revisit uh, something that we talked about a few shows ago, yeah. maybe a month ago, which was the the use of the term y'all. Okay, we're we're gonna get off that. Okay, we're not gonna have another whole thing about y'all. But we uh, part of that conversation was about how we feel. A little bit weird addressing a group of mixed company and, and mixed genders as hey you guys yeah which i'm right? i'm so guilty like that is my go-to that's what i say i say it on my podcast i say it even in in writing and i i, I need it to, to not be as strong as i've been saying exactly and, and and it's uh it's hard to get away from and but some sometimes you know women are, are are not opposed to that and and they will say it themselves and i think that you just need to kind of watch for those clues but we actually got a, a message from a faithful listener at Kami ESQ. So my people here, um, um, he uh, gave us a, a a snapshot of phrases, gender neutral phrases that you can use instead of guys. And um, you won't believe this, JJ, but I have lost the image and I'm looking for it right now. Um, it has a lot of stuff. One of them is homo sapiens which i think is just perfect right like if if i were sitting on the late round podcast and i i were to to try to make some declarative statement and just be like homo sapiens listen to me <laughs> add savan <laughs> ahmed you need yeah. to add savan ahmed you homo sapiens that's right uh, uh party people is another one that i, I don't i don't hate i kind of like that if you but here's the thing if you did the party people thing you would need to absolutely do it all the time for it to be like to, for it to be like your thing and it to be really yeah. good. If you just randomly would would say party people and people didn't understand that that was your thing, then it would be it would be bad. Right, you're saying you have to have absolute commitment. You have to have to commitment to, to to that one in particular to party people. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a few more here. Another one I I kind of liked. Maybe you won't, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> epic humans. Epic humans. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you could also just get rid of the descriptor and go with humans, but that's fine. I mean, I, you probably have to be pretty quirky and slash cool to 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 use that phrase. You also way. you also have to say hello before. So if you you can't say hey epic humans, you have to say hello epic humans. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. There, here's one I don't like. Uh, rad jazz cats. What? I don't. That's not. What is a jazz cat? I don't. Uh, hey, uh, jazz cats. I, I I would stumble over that nine times out of ten. First, that of sounds all. like a, that sounds it? like a Carol Baskin thing. Oh wow! Right? Jeez, yeah. Yeah. Shoof. Rest in peace. Wait, no, she's alive. No, she's no. she's the one who rest in peace is other people. Oh right, right. <laughs> Allegedly. Yes. Um. We were. This is not uh, a conspiracy then, okay. podcast. <laughs> we'll do two more. Uh, gumdrops. I don't know about that one. That's like a that that's more of like a you're a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, yeah, you you could address a group of kids like that. Yeah, hey, gumdrop, yeah, listen yeah. up. And you have to also be like a really sweet female or something. You get like a like a like a, a motorcycle riding male cannot call anyone a gumdrop. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to stereotype here, but we all we all understand. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, and then the last one is, um, <laughs> peepadoodles. Peepadoodle. I, I'm not. I'm very skeptical of that. We one. sure that's not a dog breed. Yeah, it could be, but it's is that is that what Ziggy is a peepadoodle? He, he, <laughs> I, if I said that, you would believe it. Oh, I absolutely would would believe it. What yeah. what, do you, what is he? What is he again? You said a, a cotton. Cotton. It's like a cotton. Is it like French? Cotton de Tulier yeah, or something. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I mean, if there's anyone who knows French who's listening to the show, they're, they're now screaming into their pillow. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, by the way, these, these phrases, I, I can I can share them on Twitter or whatever, but um, they're from uh, on Twitter at Sarah underscore Levine. So check it out. Check it out. But I can I can share this. I just thought that it was, you know, these are some alternatives to just addressing yeah. everybody as guys. I think it's good. I think it's good. 
Uh, you know what's not good? Our our streamers last week. Yeah, I mean, what? last week in fantasy football, I had a decent season long. I actually had a decent week in general. But uh, and by the way, Denny, I now am in second place, solidified uh, mm-hmm. in, in the Living the Stream Listener League, and I also have the most points scored in the league this year. Uh, I, that's that's great. That's great. I I've actually I'm being I'm being canceled out of the league. <laughs> I, I actually am going to probably lose my spot. Yeah, it's, in the like, it's like the Premier League. Um, isn't that the premier league where they, they delegate teams and stuff? Oh yeah. The soccer, the, you're talking about soccer, right? Yeah. Right. I'm talking about the, uh, the, the bad sport. Um, yeah. so last week sucked in fantasy. Like there was, there was really low scoring. Uh, like the top tight end had like 13 PPR points or something like that. Uh, it was just a bad, bad day overall for fantasy scoring. So, uh, you know, Give that context while I'm reading off these scores. <laughs> Derek, Derek Carr, 7.2 points. Baker Mayfield, we moved off of because of the weather, yeah. so that's good. He, he scored uh, under six points, which was not that surprising given if you watch that game. Uh, Tua was the best streamer we had, and he scored under fi- just under 15 points. Mm. Uh, and then Drew Locke was a deeper play. He scored seven. So it was really came down to Derek Carr and Tua. Carr was bad. Tua was still bad, but not as bad. Uh, but it was bad overall. I, I don't understand. You know, I, I haven't watched Raiders games recently, but I don't understand how the Raiders put up 30 plus points and Derek Carr scores seven fantasy points. How, how is that possible? Because Devontae Booker scores two touchdowns. That's how it happens. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I was flabbergasted. I'm playing you. I, I played you in Apex. Oh, you yeah. whooped whoop my ass uh, all <laughs> over the place. And, and, uh, thank you for that. And I, so I, I, I logged off that. I just, I just shut down that page cause you were beating me up. I see that the Raiders have 34 points or something. And I'm like, Oh man, car, car went off. That's cool. Let me check the, Oh wait, he has five points. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. I mean, they, they have, when they get going, I mean, they have a, a line that can get pushed and they, they have a decent running game. It's just that like, you know, Josh Jacobs in particular isn't this unbelievable stud because they don't use him enough in the in the passing game? And then Devonte Booker is actually digging into his workload more and more. So, well, um, hey, you know what? Jacobs did fine against me on your team. So. Yeah, he did. My that was hilarious. Like I, 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 every guy on my team just kept going off against you. Like I had, I have Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Tom Brady. Tom Brady had an amazing day. Uh, I had, I had John who had that one touchdown on Thursday night, right? And then. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson does his thing. Like it was just like one thing. Tyler, Tyler Bass. Oh yeah. Tyler Bass. (laughs) Tyler Bass. You, you killed me with a kicker. That's monstrous. That's right. I forgot that. Oh man. All right. Tight ends. Austin Hooper was less of a a play because of the weather. So we had 2.1 points. We had both, uh, of the Indianapolis tight ends. We had Trey Burton at 5.4. Mo Alley Cox at 4.9. Jordan Reed had a great game. 11.2. Uh, Jordan, who we switched to uh, on the Patreon page. Yeah, we talked about that. Right. Uh, Jordan Akins had 1.5 again, part of that bad game. Gerald Everett, 4.7. And Jacob Hollister, who we added as a deep play, 1.6. That was tilting. Yeah, I want to say something quick, quickly about Hollister, okay? I got a lot of grief for Hollister. First of all, he was a deeper play. Second of all, he was evaluated for a concussion after catching his only pass, right? And he did not re-enter the game. So... He ran six routes on the day, and Greg Olson took over from there. Yeah. I think he ran like 25, 30 yeah, routes. Yeah, 30 or something like that. Yeah, so, so Hollister could still be a thing, but he was knocked out of that game, and nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Defenses weren't terrible. Green Bay had six. Philly had three. Philly really underperformed. Minnesota came through big on Monday night with 10. And then Cleveland, who we added because of that weather and that situation, they had six. So... Uh, I'd probably say it was a bottom two week of the season for us this past week. So let's let's turn things around. I'm ready. Deal. I'm also I'm drinking out of my. I just did a live stream, so some people might have seen it, but I'm drinking out of my uh, live in the moment cup, the one that I I owned you with <laughs> with the smoothie last year. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're, you're that's your hallmark cup, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll kick things off. I have a lot of quarterbacks to talk about. I'm gonna kick things off with Jameis Winston. He's back. All right. Uh, because Drew Brees lost his ribs or something and, and they cut his lung. I mean, that that injury, it, you know, a lot of these injuries, you're like, oh, a guy tore his ACL. Like, that's really sad. Like, I, you know, because he now has to rebuild himself and go through all this this uh, uh, recovery and rebound, whatever. Um, what's the word I'm looking for there? Uh, rehab. Rehab. My gosh. <laughs> it's just so bad right now. Um, 
So, yeah, so they have to rehab and all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. broken foot, it's bad, you're in pain, mm-hmm. but, it, you know, it's a thing that happens in football. When, when you're talking, like, these, like, fractured ribs and a collapsed lung, Ugh. this is, like, the tie rod situation where you're, like, like this is a little bit scary. Like, this is this is not just a normal, oh, I, I turned my ankle weird and, and now I'm going to be out for four weeks with this high ankle sprain. This is a... This is, it's your lung. It's an, it's an internal organ. Right. It's important. Yeah. It's scary. (laughs) Every time I log on, there's, there's more injury for Drew Brees. It's like, it started with a rib and then it was three ribs. Now it's five ribs and the collapsed lung. I'm afraid to log on again. Yeah. Don't log on anymore. Um, so Jameis Winston's in play because, because Brees is not going to play. Uh, they're, they're saying that they don't know if it's going to be Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Guys, it's going to be Jameis Winston. Like, let's stop. Just yeah. like right. we might see a lot of packages with Taysom Hill. We might be talking about Taysom Hill's package, if you will. Um, but this is going to be Jameis's team. Uh, and he gets Atlanta, fortunately, which is the worst team or the best team for opposing quarterbacks. This season, they've allowed over seven points above expectation. I never know how to phrase this, whether I'm saying they've allowed seven points above expectation or below expectation. I guess they've been below expectation by seven points. Uh, so basically what that means is, let's say that Jameis averaged 10 points per game, which is bad, but let's just say that he did. If he faced Atlanta, we would expect him to score over 17 points. Wow, really? Okay. So right. I'm, in, I'm in on that. Yeah. So that they're the best matchup. They're better than, than Seattle now, Atlanta is, in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed. Uh, this over-under is at 50.5 points. That's not bad for this week in particular. So I, I think Jameis is a, a decent streamer this week. I would probably say... You know, there's a lot of volatility with him, but I think he might have the highest ceiling of any of the of, of the players that we're going to talk about today. And let's not forget about his LASIK surgery. I mean, the guy can see for the first time in his career. Right. Very, very important there. Um, all right, Denny, do you want to talk about a quarterback? I, I do. I do. Uh, Tua is, how do you say his last name? Tug of Iowa. Tug of Iowa. The, the first part is tongue. Just say, make sure you always say tongue. Tongue of Iowa. And then you got tongue. it. Tungavailoa. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, by the way, my dad saying that is very funny. Yeah, I bet. Um, I bet that would be Also, good. Also, <clears throat> my dad, excuse me, I had something in my throat, uh, called me on Sunday morning and said, I have a good feeling about DJ Metcalf today. D- uh, DJ Metcalf, good. Uh, so th- thanks, Dad. I'll, I'll, I'll look for him in the player pool. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's a good thing you didn't say DK because DK Metcalf had a pretty awful game. Uh, God, yeah. Dad, he truly did. All right, um, so Miami is a three-point favorite here, 24.5-point implied total. Uh, before last week's Derek Carr debacle, every QB to face Denver this year has scored at least 20 fantasy points. Um, Tua has been kind of a steady floor play more than more than a ceiling play. I don't really see that changing much. Uh, he's rushed 13 times over his past two starts while throwing four touchdowns and no interceptions over those two games. Um Good thing is he hasn't faced much pressure. The Dolphins have done a great job protecting him, giving him a pocket to work with every week. Uh, only nine quarterbacks have a lower pressure rate over that a two-game stretch that I was just referring to. I, you know, I could see Miami leaning on their run game here, uh, especially if they, you know, get get a decent lead uh, against the Broncos. Uh, but I, st- I still think Tua t- comes with a solid floor. I, I think this Winston seems like like much more ceiling play than than Tua this week. Yeah, it's just one of those things though too where it's like it, sure, Jameis could completely crap on the on the field and and you know, <laughs> just poop all over the place. But oh my God. just just crazy diarrhea from Jameis Winston <laughs> against Atlanta. Jeez. Uh sure that can happen where it just doesn't stop, it just keeps going and going and going and and yeah. Uh that could definitely occur, you know, where he like runs out of TP and it just is it's a rough situation. And you're just wiping and wiping and wiping and, and, and you're just, like how? And it's how? yeah, it starts to burn a little bit, yeah. Uh that could absolutely happen. But but I do think that there's a nice enough floor against Atlanta too. Like I would be surprised if Jameis doesn't score double digit points basically. Uh, all all he needs is one touchdown. I think that can happen. So sure. I would probably just shoot for the ceiling. Um, than the floor with Tua, but let me get, so I have, I have like a lot of other quarterbacks to talk about. Cause this is just, this is just yeah. the kind of week that it is. I think you can go to Kirk cousins. I think cousins is probably the safest yeah. of these options. Uh, Minnesota has a 28 point implied total. That's one of the highest on the week. Um, and that's definitely one of the highest uh, among more of the average offenses. Right. Um, and that's all because they get Dallas. Dallas is the 11th best matchup 
for a quarterback and adjusted points allowed. And and again, Cousins has been this like safe option. He scored 14 plus fantasy points in all but two games this year. Um, and he looked pretty competent on Monday night. I thought against a, a Bears defense that you know is good and not mm-hmm. easily beatable. Um, my God, the Bears are so bad though. Uh, they're just miserable to watch. So miserable. So miserable. They're like they're like if you take the Rams and you make the Rams even less fun, you get the Bears. Yeah, you're exactly right because the Rams are hard to watch. They are, but at least at least they have some functional players on offense. Right. I mean, I mean, can we can we just get Allen Robinson out of Chicago? Is that possible? Oh my gosh, I want the world needs Allen Rob. The thing, the problem is Allen Robinson will probably be like 32, and he's like, oh, I want to win a Super Bowl now. And he's going to go to like a Mahomes team or like Kansas City or something like that. And it's just he's not going to be relevant there anymore. Right, right. He's going to be like the the third or fourth option in the yeah, offense. It's going to be awful. But I do think Cousins is in play against Dallas. I'm just going to go to the next guy too um, because you only have one left and I have two at quarterback. Um, I'm going to go with Alex Smith, guy who's been in our uh, our background image on Twitter for, for six years. Streaming um, Jesus. Yeah, this is Jesus. Um, you know, look, we can't expect Washington to throw the ball 55 times per game, which is what they did last week against Detroit. Uh, it was, that game was fun though. That was a fun it, game. I, that was my game for, for Roto oh, World. Nice. I do, I work for them and, um, and I, I watched that game and it was actually really entertaining and I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it probably shouldn't have gone down to the wire the way it did because of that. Wasn't there that PI call that allowed, or there was a penalty that allowed the the Washington drive to continue? But regardless, it was a good game, yeah. good game, and there are worse spots for Smith this week who gets Cincinnati. So um, I, I do think this could actually be a fairly pass heavy game between Cincinnati and Washington because both of these teams have run at a pretty fast pace in neutral game scripts this year, and this game has a one point spread, forty six and a half point over under, which is low-ish especially compared to the beginning of the season where we had these like crazy crazy games but this week it's not that bad uh just given the slate that we're looking at um Cincinnati has also been the fourth worst uh team in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed to, to quarterbacks so I think all of that combined I don't really mind Alex Smith and Alex Smith would have had a way way better game last week uh if he just found the end zone once even right like that's all it took right so yeah, I, it, I think, I think rem- he's in a good spot it reminded me one time we streamed him against the Steelers on uh, yeah, a primetime game. Yeah. And he had like 300 plus yards. He had like eight attempts inside the five yard line and, and he did not score. And throw yeah. I remember that. Yep. You run, you run that risk with Alex Smith, but I, I think he's, he's at least safe enough. I would play cousins over him. I think that I might go him over Tua. I think they're in the same tier at least. Yeah. All right. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. He has a knee injury. He's playing Detroit. Uh, he could play through it, according to head coach Matt Rule, but I, I'm a little bit skeptical. If if he is active, and there are no reports about him being hobbled or anything, you know, I think that he he can be a streamer this week. But uh, the the matchup is kind of sneaky good. You know, looking into it, Detroit allows uh, 18.9 schedule adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. They allow the eighth highest yards per pass attempt attempt and the fourth highest completion rate which jj is of course 69 percent nice nice um thank you uh alex smith the aforementioned alex is the only quarterback not to score 20 fantasy points against detroit this year and guess what he had 19.8 points according to my research so he very close very close to 20 um but yeah teddy i mean Teddy is like a shockingly good weekly option. And I know this because I keep benching him and Scott Fitch fishbowl in favor of Ryan Tannehill and it's killing me. Yeah. Yeah. That offense is fun. The Panthers are going to be fun. It's, it's very, it's, it's one of those teams where it's very easy to live in the city where that team is because who cares? I mean, I don't, there's nothing wrong with the Panthers. No one hates the Panthers. No, no. I Who feels strongly about the Panthers? Well, now, now they also have Dave Tepper as their owner. Who's a, a Yinzer. And now he's down in Charlotte as their owner. It's a it's a beautiful situation, a great synergy for me to be around. There you go. Uh, last guy. I think this is kind of a deeper play. Maybe in the same tier, though, I guess you could argue as, as the other guys that we just talked about. Um, but it's Derek Carr. So I don't love the matchup against Kansas City because they've been the, the 24th best team uh, against quarterbacks and adjusted points allowed. But I will say, and I'll just be quick with this, 
Um, this game has a very high over under based on versus the rest of the slate. That's according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, it's the second highest on the, of the week, only behind that Seattle Arizona game on Thursday night. Which finally we get a great Thursday night game. It's gonna be fun. Yes. Um, so that's the second highest over under on the on on the slate, which is intriguing. Uh, and Derek Carr's best outing this year from a fantasy perspective came against Kansas City. So, you know, I I, I think that you could do worse than Derek Carr for sure. I think that he's, I mean, he's definitely going to beat out what he did last week. Um, but, you know, catch-up mode, they're not going to be yeah. able to, they're not going to be able to, to run the ball like they did against Denver uh, and, and what they sort of want to do. Um, and the other thing, too, is that Kansas City's been pretty good at defending. Uh, I mean, they, they've been good at defending both wide receivers and tight ends. But I sort of trust the matchup with the tight end for for the Raiders more. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that they've been targeting their tight ends at such a high rate with Darren Waller. So I'm kind of intrigued by the matchup. Uh, I don't I don't mind him. I think you can do worse. Hey, maybe, you know, we need Derek Carr to chase points instead of yeah. the Raiders just, just uh, knowing that Drew Locke is going to suck. Yeah. You know, I don't want him. Yeah. All right, tight end. All right, on to tight end. So you want me to start? Sure. <clears throat> I'm sorry there's... Something going on with my throat. Uh, Irv Smith at Dallas. Now, he missed uh, week 10 with a groin issue. Um, Kyle Rudolph got the start. I hope nobody... Did we add that. Did we add Rudolph? You know, now, now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't I didn't recap Rudolph, but now I don't remember. I, he might have been in the Patreon post, and I missed it, though. I may... I, I have a vague memory of adding him as, like, a desperation streamer to the yeah, Patreon. Yeah, I think you're right. I can add him to our, our sheet, too. So, yeah, um, you know, part of the tight end process is finding a team with a high implied total. And that's what we have here with Minnesota, 28 point implied total, big favorites against Dallas. Um, You know, before missing week 10 with that groin injury, Irv Smith from week six to nine, nice, Nice. uh, ran more pass routes and saw a couple more targets than Kyle Rudolph. I mean, it's not like like a huge gap, but it it has been a a slow shift toward toward Smith as the guy. Um, you know, the Vikings low pass volume offense um, and, and the likelihood they're going to run the ball 420 times against Dallas. It makes Irv Smith a touchdown dependent uh, option, which you could say about literally every tight end in fantasy outside of Travis Kelsey. Right. Um, you know, he's out there in 93 percent of leagues. Uh, if he doesn't catch that touchdown, he's probably not going to going to do much uh, unless this turns into a little bit of a, sh- of a shootout. My, so my hope just on an on the on the side, my hope is that Andy Dalton's return to the lineup makes this game a little more competitive, a little more back yeah, and forth. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Hopefully, and it, if it doesn't happen, then we then our streaming plays here with with Cousins with with uh, Irv Smith, um, you know, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind him against Dallas. Yeah, uh, I I like Logan Thomas. I mean, I obviously have liked him all season long, but he's still out there in like 65% of Yahoo leagues. He's been top 10 in weekly scoring in three of the last four games, which means he scored at least four points in three of the last four games. Now it's, uh, you know, obviously that's, that's, that's just the state of the tight end position that he's been able to be a top 10 tight end, but, but you know, he hasn't been that bad. He still has a 16% target share on the season. I, I wish that we would see, a legitimate uptick in target share with Alex Smith versus the other quarterbacks he's played with. But Alex Smith decides to to throw the ball to JD McKissick all the time. Instead, my father. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I think Logan Thomas is fine. And this is also a top 10 matchup for him uh, in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed. So I think Thomas is probably the most traditional, easy, easy go-to streamer this week. Uh, JD McKissick is going to end the season probably with more targets than Alvin Kamara. Oh yeah, it's if, it's insane. If this continues, which is which is just an abomination. He had he had like twelve first half targets in that game, maybe yeah, maybe uh, even more. I, I don't I can't remember the exact he, number. It might have been more. He has uh, twenty nine targets over the past two weeks with with Absurd. Alex Smith. Absurd. All right, we are talking about Taysom Hill's package here. Yes. Okay, hide hide your kids, hide your wife. Um, the package could expand with Drew Brees out. Maybe, okay, I did a deep dive here because I really wanted to understand, I wanted to know uh, how Taysom Hill may be used. And he's not going to be used as as the starter, okay, as the like the main quarterback. I, I'm sure he will come in to sometimes ruin uh, Jameis Winston's fantasy prospects. But uh, the Saints are five-point home favorites, implied total of 28, 
which is good up there with the uh, top teams in the league this week. Uh, last year, in two games against the Falcons, Taysom Hill had three carries for 44 yards and a touchdown. He had three catches for 15 yards, and he had one completion for 17 yards. He got more usage against Atlanta uh, than in any other team last year, just for the record. Okay, but I'm not done. His rushing and receiving opportunity actually went down last year when Drew Brees missed those five games. And Teddy Bridgewater came in for New Orleans, and I believe they went 5-0, and right? Yeah, it's because they upgraded that quarterback. Oh, yeah, but, but seriously. Um, that is interesting. And, yeah, so, right, and I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the splits, and I'm like, okay, this is going to tell the story. We're going to see increases in carries and yardage and everything. Nope, it, it all went down by, by a pretty good margin, okay? Um, but Taysom Hill has 20 rushing attempts over the past three games. Um, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, obviously, we're only using Taysom Hill if he's tight end eligible yeah. in, in the format you play in. So I think ESPN. ESPN, yeah. And I think like Flea Flicker might, you know, these like more dynasty oriented sites. Yeah. Yeah. So if it, if that, you know, if it, it's not for quarterback, okay, please don't confuse this. We're not saying pick up. Taysom Hill and play him as your, your quarterback. Okay. Um, maybe super flex, I guess, maybe if you're, if you're kind of desperate, but, uh, but if he's available at tight end and again, 20 rushes over the last three games, I, how many rushes would it, would it take to make him a, a good tight end play five? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, also he's going to see goal line work probably, or at least be in goal line packages. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, frustrating for us as fantasy managers because we've seen him steal from Camara and breeze etc um but at least now there's like some foundation and reason that you might want to use him um because we were hearing it through the media and through sean payton saying that uh you know he's well he's he's falsely saying that he doesn't know who the quarterback or he doesn't want to tell people who the quarterback's going to be but i think it's logical to think that a guy like Jameis, who's been a little erratic throughout his career, who hasn't played in a while, and uh, that that we're going to see uh, him be relieved a little bit. Um, and I'm not talking about his diarrhea on the field. I'm talking about Taysom Hill coming on the field. That's right. That's right. So uh, I, I think you could definitely do worse than Taysom Hill at tight end, the way that the tight end position is. Uh, but, I mean, how many tight ends are going to get goal line carries and he is, he's probably going to get like at least one in this game. If it's a back and forth type type game, lots of scoring. Um, I I'm talking myself into him. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I'll be quick with the last one. Mo Alley Cox. And the reason I'm going Mo Alley Cox and not Trey Burton is because finally we actually saw Mo Alley Cox out target Burton and run more routes than Burton last week, which is great. So this all depends on uh, Jack Doyle playing or not. So if Doyle plays, shift off of, of MAC, shift off of yeah. Mac, the Mac truck. Uh, mm-hmm. But if he, if Jack Doyle's out, I don't think Mo Cox is that bad of a play, although Green Bay is not that great of a matchup. So that's my take on Mo Cox. For some reason, we didn't start with defenses this week, though, Denny. So why don't you, we have four of them, so we can get through these quickly. Well, it's okay. We're mixing it up. We okay? are. We're, yeah, we're, 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 we're keeping people on their toes. We're trying to, we're trying to get this thing going. All right. Uh, top play uh, for defense, obviously, the Chargers at home against the Jets. Chargers defense is available in 57% of leagues. Obviously not yours. Um, the Chargers are an eight and a half point home favorite. We're unsure at the moment about Sam Darnold's status, which means that my lovely co-host might get another start for yes. New York. Um, headed into week 11, only four teams allow more sacks than the Jets, and the Chargers could get Joey Bosa back from a concussion this week. Uh, weirdly, very weirdly, Defenses against the Jets have been more of a floor play than a ceiling play. Um, you just look at the, the the point totals, and it's just the ceiling play is just not there. I think that might be my theory is that it's because Adam Gase is such a conservative play caller, even when they should be chasing points and and making risky throws downfield or whatever. That's not happening. So therefore, the interceptions and the defensive touchdowns and whatever are not happening, you know, because Frank Gore is getting the ball on second and 13 right. when they're down by 20 points in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if you can get the Chargers, you just go ahead and plug them in. Do you want to go with another one since you have three? I do. I do. Uh, Washington against Cincinnati. Washington's at home. 
the football team is a two point favorite here, which is a little surprising. Um, there will be no fans in the, in the stands this week because of the libs um, in Maryland, but um, slash our Republican governor. Uh, but uh, Joe Burrow has the fifth lowest completion rate this season when under pressure per pro football focus last week against Pittsburgh. He was under pressure 14 times. He did not complete a single one of those passes. Uh, um, he did not com- complete a single pass in those 14 dropbacks, and he was sacked four times. Washington, meanwhile, has the second highest sack rate in the league behind only Pittsburgh. Uh, so what we're talking about, JJ, importantly, is a sack-based floor. We are. Washington. We are. You know, I also think that Cleveland might have a sack-based floor in this matchup, Denny. So Cleveland, first off, I want to throw this out there, guys. If you're in a league that obviously has a defense and you're listening to this podcast and you care about what we're saying on defense uh, and you're you're going to make the playoffs, and especially if you're going to have a bye, week 15 and 16, the Browns get both New York teams. Mm-hmm. So they're a, a defense to absolutely target, not just this week and play them, but you might want to hold on to them through the end of the season. Um, but this week, they get Philadelphia. Philadelphia has been the sixth best matchup in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed. Uh, they have given up the highest sack rate in football, the Eagles have. Uh, they've turned the ball over a good bit. I mean, they haven't been very good, as we all know. Carson Wentz, is Carson Wentz good? God, I, I really, really don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but the Browns are three-point favorites. There's an average over-under there. The Browns are also top half in sacks this year. So I think all that together, they also have a nice sack-based floor. Yeah, that's what we're talking We're talking about Taysom Hill's package. We're talking about sack-based floors. Uh, last one, and this is kind of a, a throw-in, Lions defense, but this is only contingent uh, on Teddy Bridgewater being out for yes. Carolina, okay? So if Bridgewater's in... He's a streamer, and the Lions are not a streamer, if that makes sense. Okay, so uh, Lions are at the Panthers. So beat writers actually expect Will Greer to get the start. Not um, P.J. Walker? Really? Over Walker, yeah. I mean, I I read two columns today, this morning, by by Panthers beat writers who said that Greer is the the favorite. That's horrendous. um, To start. And, and, you know, it could be wrong, but if Greer starts – I mean, the Lions become a ceiling play, honestly. You know, uh, last year, Greer completed 53% of his passes in two starts for Carolina. He threw four picks and zero touchdowns. He took seven sacks in those games. Um, You know, uh, P.J. Walker. Are we calling him P.J. Walker? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Philip Walker, Um, but he's he's P.J., yeah. Okay, okay. So, P.J. Walker, I think, would make the Lions a, a little less appealing as a defensive option, but also Walker's a very like volatile, aggressive player, right? Like just like takes crazy shots downfield. He's super mobile and fun though. Like he, so he he's an XFL guy, and he he was yeah. destroying oh, yeah. in the XFL, just just unbelievable. So I I I want him to start. That'd be great because he's really fun. But yeah, he is he is he is fun. Um, but yeah, if Greer gets to start, then just just snap up the Lions. All right, so to recap, we got Detroit if Teddy doesn't play, Washington, Cleveland, the Chargers, Taysom Hill, Mo Ali Cox, Logan Thomas, Irv Smith, Derek Carr, Tua Tungavailoa, Teddy if he plays, Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, and famous Jameis, don't diarrhea on the field. Please. Winston. First question is from at Brusama. Solve a debate. Oh, we're getting into Twitter questions, by the way. Oh, okay. There you go. Solve a debate. My brother is a real subtitle snob. I told him that all subtitles are created equal. Are there bad subtitles out there, or do I just not care enough to pay attention? Um, I I don't feel strongly about subtitles. I mean, I guess I guess if they're if they're too fast, and maybe I'm a slow reader. I don't know, but sometimes I do find subtitles to be too fast. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I think there are sometimes where like there are just blatant misspellings and stuff like that in some oh, subtitles. But I I'll also say that I don't. I can't even tell you the last time I watched anything with subtitles. And I'm not, I mean, I understand why people do. I'm just saying that I, I haven't in a while. So I'm not someone that has like a strong take about it. But look, I, I love America. Um, so there, there, you know, there's no reason for me to watch subtitled movies, honestly. <laughs> Next question at mana underscore dork. My wife likes to talk to my wife likes to talk to on speakerphone. My wife likes to talk to on. Just, 
Yeah, just talk. I think just talk on speakerphone. Okay, I was confused yeah. there. I'm sorry. Uh, when talking to her parents or her siblings, mm-hmm. is my wife a psychopath or is forcing the rest of the household to listen to her conversation some sort of power move? And then in, in parentheses, uh, it says she does not do this in public. Thank God. I hate when people do that. Um, is it like in, people, in your in your house you're saying or you're just saying people, people in general? By people I'm talking about, my wife. Oh, wow. Uh, listen, Denny just looked no. behind him, by the way, guys, to make sure that no, Melissa wasn't there. Where, where is she? You know, um, you, there's no reason when you're doing FaceTime, there's no reason to scream into the phone. They can hear you. Guess what? Guess what? They can hear you at this volume. If I had the phone in front of me and I'm going, hey, hey, dad, how are you? Hi. They can hear me. I don't have to be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see the game last night? I don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. No, they, they can hear you. There's a there's a microphone in the phone that picks up your voice. So I like right. that. I like that you you pick up your phone and you go, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like part of the mob. Uh, yeah. So I, I my my take is is just everybody just be quiet on their phones. That's you know. Yeah, but I, I'm okay with being on speakerphone in general because it's FaceTime essentially, right? Like it's we're, – we're not talking like – like if you're just – like here, here's the thing. If you're calling a doctor's office, that doesn't need to be on speaker. If you're both working, the call doesn't need to be on speaker unless it's like through your computer or something like that. Even, even then, you can put your headphones in. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if it's like a phone call to a family member where there's casual conversation and nothing major is going on, I'm totally fine with, with speaker, especially because – we don't even call our parents on the phone anymore. We just FaceTime them all the time. Right. So, so that to me is fine if you want to just FaceTime. Yeah, but it, you just you know the the volume of your voice. I mean, you're, you're not you're not yelling through a tin can that's connected by a string to your parents' house, right? I mean, it, you're 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 talking to a. a, a yeah, a I understand that. I, yeah, yeah, I understand that for <clears> sure. <throat> uh, next question is from at Didymus. Since it's looking likely that we will not be allowed to holiday travel, sorry for getting political, my household has decided to finally get a tree slash decorations. Do either of you have a themed holiday tree? You will never make me say Christmas. And if so, what's the theme? <laughs> First of all, on this show, we say Christmas. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so, I don't know. What, what, do you have something like this? Okay, so I don't, I don't know what like a theme would be. Like, do you have a theme? Do, you, do people have themed Christmas trees and stuff? I don't. Personally. No, I don't either. We, we've historically you know, last five years since we've owned a house, we've gone to a CVS parking lot and we've gotten a tree cut down for us. And, and then, uh, when they, when they trim the trunk of the tree, we take the, I think I've mentioned this on the show. We take the end of it and we make it into an ornament because there's like a hole in the middle of it. Mm, so, okay. so, so we have, we have these ornaments now every year, but we're now start starting to number one. Like, I think we might go with like an artificial, like cool tree moving forward. We might start yeah. doing that because, of you know there's like you feel kind of guilty about having this tree in your house and then like like just the the process of it all and having to water it and like the nastiness that comes with it sometimes gets a little bit annoying right mm-hmm. it's a little bit frustrating mm-hmm. but i number one again i said it's fine to decorate right now i think if you want to because this is the one year yeah. where where things are nuts and if you need some joy that way get some joy like we my avery and i go and walk around our neighborhood we i do my exercise right now, because I'm still dealing with my health issues a little bit and whatnot, my my ex my exercise has been largely walking. Mm-hmm. And we walk my Avery and I walk like twenty to twenty five miles a week together. And like what? Yeah, yeah. We go on these like four or five mile walks, like all the time, like multiple times a week. And like four or five times a week. And uh on the walks, I live in this very large neighborhood. And it's very, it's nice to see these decor. Like Avery loves the decorations and seeing Christmas decorations right now. It's great. It transitioned perfectly from Halloween to Christmas. And we all need that joy right now. So are you training her to become an Olympic athlete? Well, no, she, she's, in, she's in her stroller. She's in her stroller. Oh, okay. Cause I'm yeah, like, yeah, how, yeah. how are you getting this kid to, no, no, she, she's in her walk. stroller. We, we have a method where I, I listen to a podcast and, uh, she sits in her stroller and she, eats a snack like Cheerios or something. And then she has like her water and we, we, she literally lifts her arm up and we rotate the water and the snack. 
Like if she's done with, like she doesn't want her snack anymore, yeah, yeah, she just puts yeah. her hands up. I grab it and then I give her water and she puts it back down and it's great. It's a great system. That that's a good system. I, and I, you know, this is a dad take and and let me know if you disagree. But I found that pushing a stroller while being upright, you know, very like shoulders back while you walk, yeah, really can be a good, a nice little core workout. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. And it's, yeah. it's good for what's, oh, by the way, speaking of exercise. So again, you know, you guys know I've been dealing with some of this reflux stuff. It's getting a little bit better to be fair. Like it's, it's not nearly as bad as it was at the beginning of the season, but I'm now getting, I'm going to see some different doctors and stuff to really like get the core issue and, and whatnot, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopefully gonna be fine. But speaking of exercise, guess what Amanda and I purchased last night? Oh, a Peloton? A Peloton. I knew it. I knew we it. We got a Peloton. People are going to be so, yeah, people are going to, people are going to, to call me a coastal elite after this show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, thanks to the patrons. Uh, secondly, yeah, it's a patron <laughs> purchase. Yes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Patreon, uh, Peloton. Um, and secondly, I, you know, can you get me one if you know? Yeah. You know, well, here's the thing. It's very bizarre. So we didn't get the, the up, there's like an upgraded one where there's like a bigger monitor and it like swivels and you can do a lot, like a little bit more on it. And we didn't go for that one. We went for the classic and everyone that we were talking, we've been talking to like my family members, our neighbors, they're like, there's like a two month delay for these Pelotons right now, mm, which, which really? kind of makes sense. Cause it's Christmas time and people are cooped up and all that. Uh, but we, we bought it last night and they're like, pick a delivery date and we're getting it on Monday. Oh, okay. And we're like, all right, sure. I guess that's happening. So you guys can find me on my bike starting on Monday. That's nice. Yeah, uh, I have some family members who who bought one back in the spring or the summer, and they got into crazy shape. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm extremely jealous <laughs> because I'm like busting my hump running around the neighborhood and just just to maintain, you know. Yeah. And uh, the bike seems like a great idea. Yeah, I'm excited. And again, I can't like the reason I, I can't really run right now because it's just so high impact and it's just kind of messing with me. Um, but hopefully, you know, the low impact biking is it's a little bit obviously the, the workout's great. I'm just talking about the way that your body actually jostles back and forth while you're doing right, these right. workouts. You need a you need a low T workout. I, I get need, it. I need, I need more of a low T workout. Uh, next question is from at by Corey J. Corbin. What's the only legitimate butter? Real butter, peanut butter, or apple butter? Oh. I mean, look, it, to me, it's all of the above. Give me, give me all know, the above. I don't above. know about apple butter. I don't know. You don't, you, have you ever had apple butter? No. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever been to like any sort of like like country restaurant? Uh, I, maybe. You know, like a, like, a, like a mama's kitchen type. Oh, mom's, like, uh, <laughs> like or, or like a like a like a Cracker Barrel, but not Cracker Barrel. Yeah, no, I've been to Cracker Barrel. Um, they, like I think they, they they probably have like apple butter. By the way, is is Cracker Barrel like I haven't been there in probably a decade. Is it is, is it good? Like, are do people think like is it is it supposed to be good? So my my uh, my grandfather, my late grandfather, really thought that that was a great restaurant. I mean, like, like the food quality he said was excellent and he always wanted to go there. So every time I saw him, we went to a cracker barrel and, um, this is 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, I was grossed out. Yeah. I didn't like the food at all. Can you trust a, a, re- a chain restaurant that has a convenient, like a, a, not convenience, but like a store, a gift shop in it? No, you, you, you can't. I mean, the, the food is like, it's like imitation, whatever it's trying yeah. to be. Yeah. Like, um, ho- like hospital food. Yes. That's a good, I think that's a good comp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I like all butter. I mean, yeah, real butter is great. You can put it on, you use it all the time. Are, you're a peanut butter person though, right? Like you like peanut butter, right? Right. I, I, I eat a lot of peanut butter. I, if I have to choose one, you know, I'm, I'm going peanut butter. It's not, it's not close. Yeah. Yeah. Peanut butter is amazing. It's just that real butter goes in so much things so many things that yes. it's very difficult to just be like i'm not eating any butter ever ever again any any time my mother-in-law makes a dish that i i don't think that i'll love yeah just but then i eat it i eat it and i love it i'm like oh it must just be five sticks of butter <laughs> yeah, right, right. And, it, and it's in and alaska oh yeah yeah right it's it, it calls for 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 one pound of butter to to go in here yeah well of course Every, you soak everything in butter it's, it'll taste great right Next question is from the person. It's from Renee, who I cannot pronounce the uh, the handle of. Is there anything worse than a thin-walled office bathroom 
with no fan that is close to the break room. I, and then it says, then it says, I literally just farted in here while people are eating their lunch and I want to die. <laughs> oh my God. I, well, that, that is really poor uh, architectural planning. That sucks. Like, like, yeah, that, that would be, that would suck to be in that scenario. Like, I feel like if you're, if you work for like a smaller company, right? Like a, like a 10 person company, you're probably in a scenario like this. Like, like even think about like the office, the TV show, like even that situation, like that's a very, that's close proximity to the bathroom, the, the, the break room and and the kitchen and stuff like that would happen all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I've never been in that position, but I would definitely think about hold, holding it once in a while. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah. You're definitely not pooping it at work. You have to, and I would be late to work to make sure that I poop. Right. You would not be Michael Scott saying, you know me, I'd be pooping. Yeah, right. I would take something to make sure that I go to the bathroom before I get to work. Oh, yeah. No, it's got to come out before you go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it, if it takes two cups of coffee, that's what it takes. You know, to be fair, though, I, I the last job I had before I worked from home, it was like in a in a house, like an old house, basically, that they like redid. And it was, I mean, it's huge. It, that's just the best way to describe it. It wasn't really just like a house. But mm-hmm. uh, the bathrooms were, it was unisex. And cause we had like, you know, it was like a 20 person company. It was like unisex and there were two bathrooms and you know, it's one of those situations where there was only one toilet in each bathroom. So if you were waiting to go to the bathroom and someone walked out and you just got that whiff, right. You know what right. just went down in that bathroom. Yes. You know that someone just dropped one in there and it's, and it's then uncomfortable because then you sit down and you're like, well, this is like warm right now because of even with, even with the little nest that you build, it's still warm right there. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. I mean, you you are you are not. Show not me the wrong. lie. Show, there's no lie there. There 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 is no lie. I do want to apologize to the kids for for JJ saying unisex twice. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Next questions from at Chris underscore Riley underscore FFB. What's worse, people who question your answers to their start sick questions, or people who oh. tell to tell you what they need for their fantasy teams to do well? Oh, no, the, the questioning of the start sit the drives worst. me nuts. Drives me absolutely nuts. Have, have you considered, but, you know, like, should I start Chase Claypool or Brandon Ayuk? Uh, go with Claypool. But have you considered that Claypool has to compete for targets with Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson? You know what? Right. I didn't think about that. I only think about this stuff all day long as my job. But, no, I didn't mm-hmm. think about that Chase Claypool also has Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster on his team. I am immersed in this. 24 hours a day for the entire season. But no, no, you're right. I didn't consider that. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, when, the thing is, though, like you take time, even if it's just a few seconds, you take the time to think about the question. You answer it in good faith. You know, this is the this is what I would do. That's what you're saying. If this is my team, this is the move I would make. And then they say, but that's not really one of the, what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. And that, that, yeah, that drives me nuts. Uh, next question is from at Chris Aaron T. Which is more embarrassing? JJ missing on Rojo didn't read the article or the internet being unable to own Denny online. So I, I wanted to just address this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> someone, someone tweeted this week. Like I, I made, I sent a tweet out whenever Rojo fumbled at the beginning of that Carolina game. And I was like, Oh, maybe we don't see Rojo anymore or something like that. Or we probably won't see Rojo much anymore. And then I followed up that tweet and was like, oh, he's back. This is great. And and people only looked at that one tweet when then Rojo went off. And I'm not complaining, guys. This is me telling a story. But the thing is, I was I w- the that week before in 15 transactions, I had a buy Ronald Jones transaction. And then on my podcast, I said to start Ronald Jones. Uh, that wasn't enough. It's very that that's the kind of stuff you guys can call me more a moron all day. You guys can say that I have a giant head and I look like Joe Flacco. <laughs> but if you guys start to contradict what I actually am saying and, and, and mis- misrepresent what I'm saying, that's when I tilt. That's when, yeah. I, that's when I actually get mad. I don't get mad if you call out something that I actually got wrong. I get right. mad when you call out something that I actually got right. Um, you lost faith in Rojo. That and and I think that that's what people are pointing out. I'm kidding. It was yes. you, you. You were you were on the right side of history. By the way, the the screenshot that you that you used on Twitter was great because it all it said, all I saw was 
by Rona. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. By Rona. <laughs> and I was like, by Rona in this economy? <laughs> Uh, anyway all right next question uh let's see this is from at the hive underscore mind how long until coins are obsolete in the u.s follow-up how will stores keep their carts from being stolen at this point what, what I, i've lost the, 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 <laughs> the train the of thought here yeah me too let's just talk about coins uh when's the last i so i wanted to to keep this question because when is the last time that you used a coin uh, I do have an answer to this. Do you? Um, it was last month. Why? And it was, I was, <laughs> I was at the Taco Bell drive through and the total was like, I don't know, like 1603. And I didn't have my credit card. I had just, I left my credit card at home. So all I had was some cash in my pocket. I had a 20 in my pocket, right? Yeah. And I had some, some some change in uh in the car so i didn't i didn't want 97 cents back so i, I got three pennies i put it with the 20 and I, I went with it so yes that was the last time but obviously in our lifetimes they will be obsolete i i, I can't even tell you the last time i used cash really yeah i, I don't i i never have cash on me so good luck mugging me folks yeah <laughs> good luck mugging I, I haven't thought about mugging you uh in this economy but um the yeah I, I always have cash does that make me a boomer i think so a little bit i i would guess that if you ask uh millennials uh how much money they have in their wallet right now not just because of of uh you know student loans but if you ask them how much money they have right now in their wallets they would come back with zero dollars the majority of them yeah yeah right i mean ha, and the zoomers have never seen paper money well, let, let me, I'll say this. So uh, Amanda's uh, late grandma who passed away about a month ago or so, two months ago, uh, she, she sent a $20, she sent like Avery, like $20 or something in a card for her birthday to get something. And I, I still have that in my wallet. And I realized that like after she passed away and it was kind of like a, became like a sentimental thing, but mm -hmm. I still, but I realized that like I haven't used it and I've had it since July. Right. Like I, we, we just have not like, right. I, I just don't use cash ever. Maybe it's partially cause we're not out a lot anymore because of, of what's going on with coronavirus. But even still like, yeah. I just, I don't use cash. I never have a reason for it. Well, listen, you save that 20 and it will pay for the first four seconds of Avery's college education. That's right. That's right. You know, yeah. uh, we have two more uh, that, that we should get to. This first one's from at news underscore egg. What's a fleet and why do I want no part of it? So, uh, uh, so look, a fleet is the same thing as an Instagram story, a Facebook story. And I am a big fan because I actually have a following on Twitter. So they, so the fleets matter more. Whereas on Instagram, I'm talking to a thousand people and I'm just putting, putting photos of, of Avery playing with Play-Doh. Right. Um, so we had, a, we had to have an exchange, me and JJ about what fleet is. He was saying, check out my fleet. Yeah. And I, I felt like I should file a lawsuit at that point, but the, <laughs> uh, I, I, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, well, no, how do I see your fleet? And, um, and he's like, just go to the app. And I'm like, oh, there's a fleet app. And he's like, no, man, the Twitter app. <laughs> and so I, I hadn't seen it. It hadn't been on my phone. So I, eventually I found it and I found a bunch of people I know uh, and, and follow, obviously, had made fleets. I, I'm trying to come up with one, um, but it, it looks it looks potentially fun. I, it's going to be fun because on Instagram and stuff and on Facebook, you're looking at friends that you see and know and whatnot. And like, they're usually just posting like, like, you know, different like quotes and stuff that they're seeing. And then it becomes, you know, there's like political stuff, which is fine. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying like, it's going to be fantasy Twitter doing that. So it's going to just be, it's going to be more interesting, I think. Yeah, somebody take the fleet away from me after I've had three hard seltzers. That's what I'll say. It's gonna, yeah. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna go pretty ham with it. I, <laughs> I, I already know that it's gonna get out of control. Uh, the last question that we have this week is from at number one Punna, friend of the show. You go to a grocery store and you get a wedgie. At first, when I read this, I thought that it was like a word for like a sub or something like that. But you, you get a, a wedgie, an actual wedgie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. So like, you thought it was some sort of like food item, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I did too. Because then it says best way to get it out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Which, all right, 
uh, sorry to the kids, uh, <laughs> says, A, deep yoga stretch, pretending you are looking at something on the bottom shelf, B, finding the darkest corner of the stationary section and doing it quickly, C, proudly doing it in the middle of frozen foods. <laughs> well, the, the yoga stretch seems excessive to me. Yeah, because um, it's gonna make it more obvious if you're doing if you're doing something like that. I mean, look, just just freaking get it over with and just do it in front of everyone. It's. Fine. I mean, you can do it subtly. You yeah, know? You right. You, you, yeah, there's a, there's a middle there's a gray area here. Yeah, right? you don't have to be gross about it. You know, um, you know, like another option is if you're wearing uh, boxer briefs, what you can do is you can put your hands in your pockets, grab the boxer briefs, and yank them down a little bit, mm. and it will. That that will solve most of the problem. Now it depends on the, you know, the level of wedgie we're talking about. Right, you know, if right. it's if it's way up in the crack area, then you it's you know that's not going to work. Um, but I, I think that you just need to just be subtle. You know, look around briefly, make sure no one's like right on you, and just boop. You know, get it done with. And if someone sees you, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So you would say a, a medium sized wedgie, you could just do that. If it's a if it's a large wedgie. Um, then, then, you know, you just gotta kind of, you just gotta sort of pick at it and go. Yeah. And, and, uh, my suggestion also would be maybe buy bigger underwear. I don't know. Yeah. It might be an underwear. It's no different than when, when kids grow out of diapers, right? When they, they start peeing all over themselves. If you're getting wedgies a lot, you gotta, you gotta upgrade, uh, your underwear. You might've gained a little bit of weight. Yeah. You have to adjust. It's yes. true. All right, Denny, that's the last question for this week. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? At CD Carter 13 on Twitter, I have moved, migrated, as we say online, uh, my kicker column from the Patreon page to Roto World. Uh, so check that out. I'm still answering kicker questions on the Patreon uh, and will continue to, to, to post stuff throughout the, the season. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out uh, the kicker piece, it's on Roto World. I also do DFS stuff for 444.com. I am on Twitter at late round QB. I have my other podcast, the late round podcast, which you can find anywhere. Podcasts can be found. Denny tilt montage this week. Yes, very much. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, sorry. Sorry. All right. Party people. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. It's a uh, 1:17 PM in the only legitimate time zone on the planet. The Eastern time zone. I've expressed my frustration before about NFL beat writers um, tweeting words like wow and whoa during a game as part of their invaluable live tweeting of the game they're watching, okay? I've said this at least three or four times on on the regular Living the Stream, on the podcast, I believe on a tilt montage or two. I hate it. Thanks. I literally hate it. Don't say wow or whoa. Tell me what happened. Long touchdown to so-and-so. Whoa. There, that, you know, that's better. That's an improvement over just the word wow or, or whoa. Now, now we, we've entered a new phase, a new phase of live tweeting NFL games by NFL beat reporters. And are you ready for this? Uh, because I, I don't know if you are. Uh, the new thing, which I just saw from a, J- a Jacksonville Jaguars beat reporter, is to tweet a question mark. This guy tweeted a question mark. Just one, not two or three. It wasn't posted in exasperation, seemingly. It was just the one, just the single question mark. But that was it. That was it. And And, and by the way, there was no follow-up. There was no follow So I'm left with, you know, I'm not watching the Jags Packers. I'd like to know what's going on. And you, and you give me a question mark. That's, that's your uh, contribution is, is question mark. What's happening? What? Why? 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 I'm tilting. It's uh, 3.28 p.m. in the only legitimate time zone, the Eastern time zone, and I, I'm i tilting. I am tilting bigly. I am tilting frankly like we've never seen before because, you see, 
going back and forth uh, over whomst to play in the Tampa backfield, either Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. Of course, I'm talking from a DFS perspective. Uh, I, uh, I went with Fournette. Uh, seemed the prudent thing to do. I saw the, I saw the appeal of Ronald Jones in a, in a great matchup for running backs. Carolina can't stop anybody on the ground, and we all know that. It's not not a secret. But seemed like a Fournette sort of day, for reasons, for reasons. We'll just leave it at that. And um, well, you see. Ronald Jones just had a 98-yard touchdown run. 98. That's a 9 followed by an 8. So if you didn't have Ronald Jones today, uh, you're done. You are done. Um, So a lot lot of thought went into that. Fournette versus Jones. Jones versus Fournette. Who do I go with? You know, Fournette has the pass-catching upside. But Jones is the early down guy. But this, but that, but the... Fuck me, man. Sorry to the kids. I am tilting. Yeah, it's 3.49 p.m. And I just learned that James Robinson has not one, but two touchdowns today negated by penalty. Two. Two. As in one more than one. It's it's a day, you know, it could have been good. Could have been a good day. James Robinson seeing a lot of touches against a, a woeful Green Bay running run defense. The Fournette versus Jones thing. You know, some 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 close calls with some of my receivers. Uh, but overall, it's bad. It's going to remain bad. Worst of all, I'm getting my ass kicked all over the place by my lovely co-host in the Apex Raiders League, where it is a it is a down year for your boy. Uh, that's me. I think I think I did that properly. I think I used that in the in the correct way, but maybe I didn't. Uh, but yeah, JJJ's waxing the floor with. With my ass, that's 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 incorrect. That's not the right. That's not a correct phrase. Um, but yeah, so my my ass is being waxed. My ass is grass because of JJ. What he's doing to my ass. I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the teams.